And welcome to the latest Miami Sports Pod. We thank you very much for uh, listening. Well done. We have a tankalicious uh, pod ahead. It's for Does everybody. Fergie sing that? Uh, tank- exactly. We need Fergie to come back. Remember when Fergie was involved with the Dolphins? I'd be up in the gym just working on my She needs to come back and sing a song, Tankalicious, Tankalicious. Oh, that would be perfect. Can you imagine? That's bri- First of all, let's bring Fergie back. Get, get Stephen Ross on. Oh, yeah. Get, get Stephen Ross on the phone. Make this happen. Yeah, let's this make it happen, happen because... We uh, are dedicating it to the tank. Uh, this one is for the tank. We're going to tank this one. We're going to talk about uh, everything that has to do with tanks. Will Manso, Clay Farrow, Duke Lang. Look, we could sit here and talk about the fact that the Dolphins, as we begin this, uh, and as likely when you listen to it midweek, given that Brian Flores seems to be the next Dolphins head coach. Uh, so we're not going to sit here and talk about By the way, we're talking about the coach. Dolphins tanking because I know a lot of people, because pretty much every team needs it. We're, we're, this isn't a heat tanking pod. Oh, no, no, this I isn't mean, a Panthers I mean, tanking uh, pod. This is the six seed in the East right now. This is, a Dolphin, this is a Dolphins tanking yeah, pod. And, and as we, we, we could talk about the head coach and what Brian Flores is and, and what he may be when that finally happens, when the Patriots finally lose. But let's save it. Let's save it because that hiring will come at some point. So let's talk about what we have discussed, I think Dolphin fans have discussed either on social media or behind the scenes since Stephen Ross fired Adam Gase. And Clay, you were there. And I remember you tweeted it out, and I was trying to listen to the news conference at the time from my car, and you tweeted that out. And I got back and I started listening, like, oh my God, Clay's right. Stephen Ross basically admitted that tanking's okay, losing's okay. And there was a report on ESPN over the weekend, Adam Schefter, I think it was on Sunday, saying, hey, the Dolphins, now they plan to tank next year. They plan to tank for a quarterback, either Tua or Fromm or Herbert. In 2020, uh, <laughs> these taking plans are out of the open. Uh, what I found really interesting too about that was, uh, look, uh, as, t- as, I, t- as I as I you drop your down. phone, you, you tanked it. You're <laughs> thankfully you didn't drop it in a tank. In Ooh, which case, you knew. thank God. When we when we get <laughs> <laughs> when we go out to these news conferences, you have a number of people that 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 are around the team literally every single day. Uh, the beat writers and. The courteous thing to do is you kind of step back and you you let them answer ask the questions first, and um, if you have specific things you want to ask, then then you get those in uh, as the news conference goes on. I immediately, when Stephen Ross made his statement, like I, I I wanted to clarify that what I thought I had just heard was true because well, I don't know even when the Cleveland Browns did what they did. I don't know that they came out and were as upfront about it. Now, what the moves they what made. What did he say uh, to basically, if you paraphrase, you remember sort he of He said, we're trying to build something. And uh, he said the reason why Adam Gase was let go was because Adam Gase was in his fourth year as a head coach and, and he wasn't ready to get – he never used the word rebuild, but it was clear where he was going. So he went through all that. Basically, and said, Adam Gase was trying to win. Right. Now. And so I – the clarifying question that I wanted to ask, and I did, was, okay, so based on what you're saying, hey, are you saying it's okay to go through these growing pains, especially at the quarterback position, which I think is, <laughs> that's the one spot that you can look at and say, you got a tank to get one, and you're probably going to have a not-so-great one if you're in the course of tanking. And, by the way, my question was the only one that Stephen Ross only gave a one-word answer to. He said yes. And so I think it was... The way Ross presented he hates it, you, I think it's no, pretty much. I, I actually think, especially given the reports of the last couple of days, I think he wanted someone to ask that question so that he could tell people straight up. There's no yes. I mean, yes is it's funny because as journalists, sometimes an answer like yes or no, yeah, for soundbite purposes, sucks. You know, like oh, that's not a good answer. But for 
getting the true answer, what's more concrete than yes? yes? I mean, he could have sit there and said, well, you know, we understand our, the goal is to win. and we." Uh, no, yes, he said yes. Yes. And, and that tells you all you need to know. Isn't it funny that the euphemism now for tanking in South Florida is build? Build now means tanking. Because if you look at the Marlins, who, fair to say the Marlins are tanking right now? Oh, absolutely. They're okay. for you. But, but Derek, Jeter will, not, Derek Jeter will not let you say the Marlins are in the middle of a rebuild. You have to say it's a build. Which, technically, in order to build, the first thing you have to do is what? Tear down the old building before you can build something new. Sure, and and, and, and so I just think it's I think it's yeah. comedic that because look, it is it is very if, if you if you look at Philly right where where which is the model of of successful tanking, they had their own euphemism. They called it the process. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying we here in Miami are going to embrace the process of building a winner, Stephen Ross just went with build, 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 and. It's it's uh, it's a bold strategy. And, and can I say this? Hey, we've been, especially me, go back to when the Ryan Tannehill contract was renegotiated and restructured. I stood here and I said, bad move, bad move. You you cannot kick the can down the road because all it does is invite more mediocrity, more eight and eight, more seven and nine. Like you have to figure out. So if we're going to be as critical, and by we I mean me. If I'm going to be as critical in the moment when they make moves that invite mediocrity, I I stand up. I got to give those guys a lot of credit because I think that finally they get it. And I do think Stephen Ross, I think there was kind of a a moment of clarity where he says, look, okay, I understand Dolphins fans don't like that it took this long and and I do not blame you. But I think sitting there and, and listening to him talk, I think that moment of clarity came. And I give him a ton of credit because not only is he saying that they're willing to do it, but oh, by the way, you're getting these leaks of, of reports that they're eyeing 2020 in quarterbacks, which I've never seen that before. I, a, a report coming out from it's Adam January Schefter, of 2019. We still have the draft this year to go, and it's, we're talking about next year's draft. Never seen it. I haven't either. I've seen this through our sponsor today, Vera Motors, when you spend your hard-earned money on a car. Go to a place with a reputation. I promise you there is no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Pembroke Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. So, Will, a lot of times what we like to do here, as you know on the pod, is take conversations from behind the scenes and bring them to our audience to kind of let you in on it. So the sort of the genesis of of what we're about to talk about is this. I am afraid or concerned for the Miami Dolphins and for Miami Dolphins fans Mm -hmm. that they will attempt to tank, but in the process be too good and screw up tanking. Because according to Sunday's report, their objective is get to a, or get Justin Herbert, right? The two well, stud and a, and a quarterback. They eye the quarterback class will also include Fromm. Okay, fine. George. So okay, so let's let's put Fromm in that group. So what that means, if the plan that was released on Sunday is to be successful, then the Dolphins must ensure that they have the one, two, or three pick. And that if they finish next season and somehow do not end up with one of those quarterbacks, then the Dolphins will have whatever their record is in 2019 for no reason. 
And so the question that I asked to Clay, and that maybe we can try to figure out here, is what can the Dolphins do to their current roster to ensure that if they're going to actually tank, that they tank properly so mm-hmm. that they can get their guy. That that because yeah. the worst thing that could happen is that they win five games, get the sixth pick, and and don't get one of their quarterbacks. That's, so they have a terrible season and then don't get a quarterback. Uh, look, that's the fear I think. Anytime you're going through this build, rebuild, tank, whatever you're calling it, uh, the NFL even bad teams play close to good game to good teams. There are times where the elite teams play down to the competition and then they end up winning on a late field goal. There are times where look, you look at this year. The Dolphins, or I was thinking about this the other day of how close the Dolphins were to being bad enough to maybe get a Dwayne Haskins this year. If you don't have the Bears get conservative down the stretch and miss a kick and miss the kick, and and Cody Parker has, is stuck hitting a fifty something yard field goal instead of a forty something yard field goal, and and lose that game, that's one. Obviously, the Miami miracle is another. If Josh Allen connects with with a Clay on that play near the goal line, that would have been a walk in touchdown. That's another. That's three losses. That's four and twelve. That is a top five pick. That is potentially Dwayne Haskins, and your quarterback is answered. So that's the difference. That's why when you talk about tank, in a way, the Dolphins were bad enough to be a tank type team this year. We all agreed they were going to be bad. They actually were a little bit better than many expected, but they were still bad. I mean, the point differential, all the whether it be advanced stats or basic stats about. You know, rush defense, pass defense, pass offense. The Dolphins were bad in every single way you could describe a football team and every style of old school or new school, you know, stat. Yet they finished seven and nine because stats don't always tell the story. There's always the other team that you don't control makes a bad decision or a miracle play, a missed kick, a drop pass, mm-hmm. a player slips, whatever it happens. And because of it, and that to your point, Dookie, next year the Dolphins could do everything in their power to suck. And win six games. Tanks for the memories, by the way. Yes. Well, that, that and that's and that's the bottom line. That was the difference this year. Now, if you're a Dolphin fan, ask yourself this: Would you rather have those three wins and the little Miami Miracle T-shirts that you wear at the gym now and then, or would you rather have a possibility of getting Dwayne Haskins without having to trade two first-round picks or a first and a second to try to move up to get him? For me, it's not even a question. And and <laughs> it's funny because you know you're talking about Dookie bringing the conversations off air, on air. You actually talked me into this thing. I I was. And I said this to you off air. I feel like there is a fine line because I'm I'm perfectly fine with tanking, rebuilding, whatever you want to call it. I, I think you have to be a little careful because you don't want to just get blasted every game. You don't want to put your players in a situation where they're getting injured. So there has to be some level of professionalism there just to make... But then you do have that danger of of stumbling into a few wins that you don't want to get, and so exactly, I, I I I'm with you, and and I think the ultimate fear is not just getting the third pick, fourth pick mm-hmm. instead of the first, but settling for the guy who is not your number one quarterback, because then you potentially set your franchise back seven or eight years. I understand Tannehill was never viewed as a top five pick, top three pick. But you can bet that he wasn't the number one quarterback on, on the Dolphins board. Getting a, 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 a decent quarterback is sometimes worse for your franchise long term than having a bad one because you can't just hit the reset button and, and bring in somebody that's good. You kind of fool yourself. That's why you got to be real selective in how you stink. You have to stink at key positions. You have to find ways to lose games. And you have to build a roster 
that finds a way to snatch defeat from the throes of victory. Well, you, and you, and you got to be really, really careful. You don't mess up and have a player on defense who's going to mm-hmm. get you a pick six or properly execute a field goal and have mm-hmm. a field goal kicker who's too good or a punter who gives you good field position. What the Dolphins have to, it's almost like that Seinfeld episode with George Costanza where he did the opposite of every one of his impulses. Mm-hmm. And when he did the opposite of every one of his impulses, everything worked out. So one, t- so he decided, normally I wouldn't go talk to that girl, but now I'm going to go talk to her. And boom, it worked out. So Dolphins need to do exactly the opposite to make sure they screw up. To Clay's point, I only want to bring this up because, Clay, you make the point about not getting the quarterback. And in Ryan Tannehill's case, right, the year Ryan Tannehill was drafted, that was the suck for luck year. That was the year that everybody was, oh, you got to suck for luck. You got to suck for luck. And the Dolphins didn't suck enough for luck. Mm-hmm. They were just bad, but not the worst. Indy sucked for luck. They got themselves a quarterback for the next decade plus. One of the best, you know, 39 touchdown passes this year, despite the injuries a couple of years ago, has worked his way back to being an elite quarterback, has taken his team to the playoffs, has led his team to playoff games, has been a proven NFL star. A eighth overall, the Dolphins reach for Ryan Tannehill, who seemed to fill the need they needed. And But the bottom line was this. In a draft where they were a bad football team and they knew they needed to identify the quarterback position, they didn't go up and get the best quarterback because they, they were, as you said, too good. They get Ryan Tannehill. Seven years later, the Colts have a quarterback again who just led them to the playoffs this year at close to 40 touchdown passes. The Dolphins are back to square one trying to figure out who the quarterback of the future is. And and there is precedent on, on both sides. You have the Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf year, and then you've got the Jared Goff, Carson Wentz year. Now, my understanding is that the reason why the Eagles traded up to two was because they knew Goff was going number one, and they loved Carson Wentz. So he was the number one quarterback for them. But the worst thing that you can do is is turn over the keys to your franchise to somebody that you're not 100% invested in and, and that you don't 100% believe in. Because if you have that transcendent guy available in, in 2020 – and, and Dookie, you and I were on the field for the Orange Bowl, and you pointed it out to me first, by the way. You said, huh, that's interesting. Tom Garfinkel and Chris Greer are here, and they're not in, in Buffalo with the Dolphins, where they were about to play their final game of the season the next day. Well, now we know why they were there, because you had Kyler Murray and Tua Tagovailoa on the same yep. field, and you can watch them up close. If Tua is your guy, and I don't know if he is, uh, there's a long time before yeah, we figure Her- out. Maybe who Herbert is. Maybe Herbert is. Maybe uh, Jake Fromm is. But you don't want to, and I, I hate using this term because the other guy may be good. If you love Tua, you don't want to get stuck with Jake Fromm, 100%. especially if your vision for the organization. We've seen some of the the names bandied about for. I don't think bandied about is something that people use in conversations. That, Trajan that, does. No, Trajan I mean, bandy does. People, I mean, I think in the Civil War era, people used to use that term. <laughs> Uh, since we're talking about Andrew Luck, <laughs> when Johnny and, uh, comes marching home no, again, hurrah! Since, since we're talking hurrah. about Andrew Luck and the camp, uh, yeah, exactly. Andrew Luck, um, but some of the names that have been talked about as potentially offensive coordinators on on Brian Flores' staff, one one that stood out to me was Greg Roman. He worked with Colin Kaepernick, got him to a Super Bowl. He worked with Tyrod Taylor in Buffalo. So to me, it's if your vision for your quarterback is going to be. Uh, someone who can potentially run the ball as well, well, then you need to make sure that you get the guy at the top of the draft that can also run the ball. Or if your vision is to have the pocket guy, then you got to make sure that you get... So there is a danger in in just settling mm. for whoever the second guy is, especially if you built your team one way and that guy is a better fit some, somewhere else. Can I take the podcast for a second? 
Can you want? Can I tank the podcast? How is that any different than any other podcast? You've done it for the first 20 minutes of this podcast. You've been tanking it. You're good at timing. Clay, Chris Greer was not the biggest celebrity that I spotted on the field before the Orange Bowl. This is actually a good story. Thank you. I'll I'll go ahead and let you tell it. Continue. No, go ahead, Clay. You want me to tell the story? Yeah, go right ahead. I think you'll tell it uh, delightfully well. So we're sitting there, and (laughs) Dookie's wife is an FSU grad. Correct. And does not like the Florida Gators and does not like Tim Tebow. Specifically. So, of course, when Dookie sees Tim Tebow on the field at the Orange Bowl, the first thing that he has to send her is the picture of Tim Tebow. Yes. Because he likes to do things to people that he knows they don't like. That's just, that's kind of how we he really rolls. really have derailed it because this has literally nothing to do with tanking. No, We're it talking about it's kind of a funny bowl. story. We're talking about the Orange Bowl. Um, because it also gives you some insight into Dookie. Number one, he likes to make people mad. <laughs> and number two... He also, he he doesn't always see the... I was very focused on Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, his hair looked good. He was he had a vest on. He was he looked TV ready. He's a star. I was like, wow, look at Tim Tebow. There was a that very, guy's a big deal. There was a beautiful woman next to Tim Tebow. Didn't see her. Dookie claims that he didn't see her, and I believe him because he, he just never... He, he, he gets focused <laughs> on one thing, and I don't know. But, of course, his wife, knowing him very well, texted him back... Really? You mean to tell me that you're not even going to pretend that you saw... Didn't see her. So, of course, we find out a few days later that Tim Tebow is now engaged to this this lady who is former Miss Universe. And Dookie didn't even notice that, that she was on you the You showed floor. me the picture. You sent us the picture. Yeah, because I was excited. I was like, wow, look at Tim Tebow's and I vest. Said, first of all, I mean, all you see is this stunningly beautiful woman. And I, it doesn't even matter if you're male or female gay, straight, anyone in the world is going to look at that picture and say, man, that's a beautiful woman. Yes. Oh, that's a beautiful woman. Because, I mean... To His me, wife miss, did. I mean, it's a Miss Universe. It's, you know how there's certain beauty that everyone appreciates just looks at, wow, that's a beautiful person. She's just a stunning woman. And the fact that he's talking <laughs> about Tim Tebow's vest... It was cool. I thought, I, could I wear a vest like see that? See, that picture and his take is a metaphor for how you tank the wrong way. <laughs> this is... This is this is not this I, would be the dolphins would 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 take the picture of awfulness and and not see the beauty there they would I, find the way they, exactly the dolphins need to not settle know, for the man. Tebow vest I think that was and a, that's how we bring it all together I think that was a pretty good job of going 0 16 that story right there I think no, that was pretty I, good. I, I feel like I'm 0-16. I don't even know where I'm, I have papers in my hand I don't even know what they are should I play the outro <laughs> music we came into this thinking that we're gonna have the whole roster and and talk about guys well, no, and whether you should keep well, no, that's okay right. well that's here's, that's that's look, where we go we've talked about tanking enough to say great you need to tank but how do you do it well how do you at in roster construction Chris Greer is now the head guy and we're assuming you know he's got the head coach again that floors will be that man uh, with some personnel people just made a, over the weekend another another hiring a report of hiring getting a, a scout and somebody to be his, his right hand man Greer's right hand man who came from Buffalo so you look at all these minds working together how do you build a roster that has an eye toward the future and in the present just sucks and I think I'm going to start it by saying this I don't think the Dolphins can sign any prominent free agents this offseason and that includes their own I don't think they should re-sign Savian Howard. I don't think they should go out and get any big deals to try to have fill-in quarterback for, for a couple of years and pay him $20 million like the guys like the Nick Foles and these guys and Teddy Bridgewaters and guys that will be out there. I don't think they should sign linemen, defensive players, long-term, anybody that's out there to three, four years. Because the one thing we know about free agency is players that are good in free agency, that other market is coveted players, they're going to get their money. 
they this isn't like baseball now that it's in this rut that all these players aren't getting money. In the NFL, if you're a good offensive lineman and you're a free agent, you're going to get that four-year, $60 million deal. I mean, look what Nate Soldier, look what the, the, the Giants gave him, that huge deal. A solid offensive lineman getting paid as the best offensive lineman in the league. And it happens at outside of running back, pretty much. It happens at every position. So if you're the Dolphins, step one, I'm building the Dolphins. Don't sign anybody that's good to a long-term deal. Just plug holes with veteran free agents who need a job or young players that want to prove it on a one-year deal, that kind of stuff. By the way, that that represents an organizational change. Because we're talking, one of the things that Ross said that stuck in my head is he said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again well, and expecting. And so I, if they did that, if if they did nothing but what you just said, which is don't sign anyone stupid, don't lock up any money, look, that would be a change. That would be, this, step, that'd be a good step one. Let's look what they did last offseason. They got a couple 30-year-old linemen, offensive linemen, and told us that it was going to be better because on paper it looks better. Yes, I got a couple of veteran guys that are going to fill in and do a good job. But it, what ends up happening with these sittings and these guys, they get hurt because they're 30-something. And in the NFL and you're an offensive lineman, you're getting banged up. At any age, you're going to get hurt. Yep. But as you get older, the wear and tear, you know it's going to happen. So in the chase to try to go 10-6, and six, mm-hmm. the Dolphins blew opportunities to just go 4-12 right. and get that Dwayne Haskins. All for the chase. So that's number one. Number two is you play your young players. Absolutely play your young players. I think number three is don't pay money for a quarterback. Don't keep Ryan Tannehill. I don't care if you start David Fails. Anybody, anybody out there, Luke Falk, that's fine. Play one of those guys as your starting quarterback. That's the way you tank. Anyone good at the roster that can get you, when you have a Xavier Howard, Rashard Jones, any of these guys out there that you can get assets for, that it's actually valuable, you move. You go stockpile picks. Because here's one thing we are forgetting. Let's say the Dolphins, let's say the Dolphins do stink next year, but they don't stink enough. They're fifth. But the teams that are picking one and two have quarterbacks of the future. They just happen to suck. Let's say their quarterback got injured, but they're coming back. Uh, but they ha- they they want to trade those picks. You and it's happening in this year's draft. Top three or four picks in the, in this year's draft don't need quarterbacks. So if I'm them, you're listening to the offers from the Jags and the Giants and teams like that to move up to one or two. So you if you stockpile those picks, that's another way you can guarantee that you go get a Tua or you get one of these players because you can always trade them those picks and try to move up to the number one or two position. Point is. That's the way I start to rebuild a tank. You trade away Xavier Howard and, and Laramie Tunsil. I I would specifically. Yeah, I would. Yeah, and that's the one I I'm struggling with. And and I, again, Dookie, I I I hate to give you credit, but again, you're you're kind of talking me into this a little bit because you felt the same way. My my thing with a stud left tackle and a stud number one cornerback in uh, that are are sure things and. You can potentially – those are the guys that you want to be able to draft. And if you're going to have a quarterback and a rookie deal, then there is a way that you can structure the contracts to kind of match up to when the rookie deal for that quarterback is going to run out and then you're going to have to pay the quarterback. And so then those guys' deals are going to uh, – you probably move on from them at that point. Um, I think the danger – if I'm 50-50 on this thing, I think I go back to – and again, what you, you so eloquently described with – derailing this podcast the danger of stumbling then into five wins right and and so yes if you get those assets now you get the future draft assets now 
I, I can't believe this, but I think you guys would talk me into this. Well, let's start with Ryan Tannehill. Okay, let, let me do. Thank let me, you. Let me let me do Ryan Tannehill first. Okay, because one of Clay's beefs with getting rid of Ryan Tannehill we have beef. is that the Dolphins had restructured his deal to where you have to pay him a bunch of money in Good. 2019. Good, beautiful. That's wasting free agent money. That is dead money. Eat dead it. money. This is the year for dead money. Take all the dead Eat money it. in 2019. You know what that tastes like? L, an L, not a W. <laughs> which, which, like an L. which is beautiful. <laughs> Sixteen of them. And so, if you if you get rid of Tannehill and you eat that money now, then you get him off the roster. Another key position, and I mentioned it earlier. John Denny, been here fourteen years, most tenured player, really, really efficient, smart, good long snapper. Tenure? Then has he been here ten years? Is he here like Ricky Anderson? Got to get rid of him. He's way too good at special teams. That's how you lose games. You want bad. You, I want a rookie snapper. I want a rookie holder. I want a rookie kicker. I want a rookie kicker. I want a rookie punter. Yeah. I want rookies at all the special teams. And the, all and, of them. And if you honestly, if you if if there's no more and perfect cheaper. quarterback than David fails. <laughs> exactly. He's right. That one could be your fails for the season. Put up a big banner. It says fails. <laughs> I mean, think about the message you're sending. <laughs> you're, I, I saw. I saw. This we believe tweet. in fails. I saw fails this tweet. I, I don't know. I don't know who said it. I wish oh, I did. Steal so I it. David fails is the only player in professional sports history whose name is a complete sentence. <laughs> and that's. <laughs> But enough about uh, college. No, here's, you know who never fails? Vera Motors are a sponsor today. When you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you there's no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Pembroke Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. You know why I'm so excited about this pod, maybe more than any others, is because we have been talking behind the scenes and on camera and on pod, whatever it may be, about the Dolphins rebuilding for a few years now and they keep patch, patching yes. it back together. I'm so excited that this could actually be happening. I agree. Because we've said it a million times, we want the Dolphins to be good. It's better for the town. It's better for our business. It's better for everything. But to get there, you got to hit rock bottom. And the Dolphins are stuck hanging on to the side of the cliff. They're not at rock bottom. They need to let go. Go to rock bottom. You're done. Start from scratch. Start climbing back up. I'm excited that we may actually be getting to that level. I'm excited that the year I got here, I got to cover Dan Marino's last year, and since then, I've covered 40 quarterbacks, none of which have any significance. <laughs> it's just the thought that we can build something. That Look, we're watching the tail end of Dwayne Wade's career, and we've seen the beauty of the last 16 years, 15, 14 and a half of those in Miami, and I say, man, I want a quarterback. I want to get a player that for the next decade plus, that's our town. Amen. That guy's our yeah. town. We need that for the Dolphins. This town needs it, especially with Dwayne leaving. And look, yeah. there's some nice young Heat players, but this town needs that superstar. Go suck and get that superstar. Hey, what about signing Devontae to big money for one year? I mean, we want. Remember, the goal is to lose games. We'll uh, do, a big, wait, wait, a big wait, show we'll, me contract. Will just gives this awesome monologue, which <laughs> basically sums up not only with Dolphins fans, but also he yep. has been going through for the. Yep. And I, I and you come with in with a terrible joke. No, oh no, no. Oh no, it's not a terrible job. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I'm looking at I'm thinking about how to achieve his goal. You have to pick the players who you want to give some I would throw one year money at Devontae. Charles Harris gets a lot of run. Well, Charles uh, Harris, Charles Harris is under contract on a rookie deal, and that's another guy. I think here's back to the play play your young guys. Play Charles Harris. Yeah. He has not been worth anything like a first round pick. 
two things are happening. Either he's going to suck and help the tank, or he's actually going to develop, and you're going to say, hey, man, maybe this is a young guy that we've got on a, on a rookie deal. And then you bench him. That we can play. And then, no, I'm saying for for the future. Yeah. For the future that right. we can play. One way or another, you're going to find out what Charles Harris is. Either he's going to figure it out and turn the corner, or he's going to suck, which is exactly how you want to tank for Tua. What about Minka? Is Minka, Minka? Minka's too good. Minka's, I'm concerned. No, Minka's, uh, you just drafted him. He's part of your future. He's one of the few guys. Kiko, go hit a quarterback late somewhere else. <laughs> all, all, all those guys. All those guys. No, no. I, let's go through the Rashad. I love Rashad. Go, go win somewhere else because you deserve it. You, you deserve to win some games. Go win some. Jawan James, see ya. You're walking anyways. Go get your money in free agency. Do what you got to do. Uh, God, God shows a guy you play. A young guy, keep yep. playing. TJ McDonald, see Bye. ya. We paid you too much money. It didn't work out okay. Raekwon, Baker, those guys play. Play yeah, play these kids. Sure. Play. Keep playing Cam out of Wake. position. Thank, thanks for the memory. Yeah. Cam has been great. Go to New England. Go win a Super Bowl because, God, if anybody deserves a playoff game and a Super Bowl ring, it's Cam Wake. All these guys. Laramie Tunsil, go somewhere. Sign a big contract. Well, no, wait a second. Get your money. You want, you want Tua to get killed? Like that? That's uh, I'm a- no, no, no. Because you draft, you're getting assets. You go draft uh, Albert Wilson and 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 Jakeem Grant. You could stick around. You guys could be your starting receivers. Go out there and play and run. Nobody around. over. Nobody over. What five nine? It, play everybody. It, it, everybody's five nine. It'd be perfect. Draft Kyler Murray. Then everybody's five nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in serious, you except the opposing defensive linemen. Which right. Exactly. Danny Mandola. There. I know Miami's great for models. Get them somewhere else. There, you can find models somewhere else. Every time that guy, go. every time that guy got hit, I was like, "Oh, this is the one." There's just something about like the way he draws contact. He, he was actually solid this he year. Was fine, he was fine, but you know, he was solid. Kalen uh, Balaj. Oh my God, does Adam Gase love Kalen Balaj? Kalen Balaj, you're starting running back for the Miami Dolphins yep. next year. With Ken, what Ken, about Kenyon Drake? Kenyon Drake's your one-two punch. I think he's he a little too good, though, right, Drake? I think I think you keep Drake. You need, you need I, another I, down back. Yeah, he, he's good, and and I also think that whoever you bring in has to do a better job of getting him the football consistently than Adam Gase did. Yeah, I, I well, that's that's an obvious thing. Well, Gase is a genius. He's uh in in New York to tell you he's the greatest thing since sliced bread. He's been great. <laughs> Will's on a roll, by the way. This is great. Been, he's been amazing. He's in uh, rare form. There are people I haven't even heard of on this roster. Start them. <laughs> D. Delaney, you couldn't cover for the Canes. You're covering for the for the Dolphins. <laughs> Go ahead and play there, everybody. Now, Will, uh, let me let me ask a serious question. Or Dred Tankersley? Is there a better name to tank with? <laughs> tank uh, away, tank is in his name. I mean, <laughs> is he Tankersley? If you have, you know, you put on next year just an inside joke from Steve Ross. Tank and fails. Fails and Tankersley on banners, and you just put them all over the stadium. Somehow, somehow, this this football related. Podcast turned into a marketing strategy. I love one that. one question that? though. Okay, so the Dolphins, whenever the Patriots lose or don't lose in their season, they're probably going to sit down and they're going to they're going to make Flores their head coach. <laughs> what are they going to tell him? Oh, I thought you meant the Patriots are going to. No, 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 no. I'm saying the Dolphins. That would gonna, be so dumb. What, what are you going to tell he's him? He's got his. He's got his staff. Right, right, up. right. They got a vision. They got a plan. Yeah. And Belichick's his piece. Oh, yeah. What are you going to tell? You're going to tell him you're going to be a head coach for an NFL team. But what, how is he going to stand in front of the assembled media day one of, of summer minicamp and say, we are go, we are in it to win it, and David Fales is our future, and we are building the same something way here. That, the same way I mean, that how can someone, he do it with a straight face? The same way that someone as well-respected as Derek Jeter can stand up in front of us, and credit to Jeter, he has many times since he became the owner of the Marlins, and said, we're not trying to lose. And, and this is another area where I give Stephen Ross and, and Chris Greer a ton of credit. 
is they're not hiding this. They're not going to force Flores to go out in front of the media and, and pretend. Now, I think what he, he will say is, look, we believe in the guys that we have. We're going to go out there. We're going to put the best product on the field that we can. And we are going to try to win every single game because that is the coach's job. It is the front office guy's job to tank. And, and so I, I think he's going to go out there and do the best job that he can and the assistants the best job they can with the players that are on the field. But I think through these leaks – and through Stephen Ross standing up there and telling us what he did, I think it does take some of the pressure off of Flores. He's not coming in here under under no. false pretenses. No, Everybody I, knows, including the fans. And that's, I've got it, guys, though. I found it. Oh, here we go. And no, no, I found it. This is the way you sell the Dolphins 2019. <laughs> here we go. You get a banner, right? And you put Tory McTire, Davin Godshaw, right? Cordrea Tankersley. And then who was the last guy that we said about David Fails? And David Fails. And you just say, if you're McTired of losing, <laughs> thank God, Shaw, we finally figured out how to fails to Tankersley. And then you just and then you just put those four faces. There's no better message than that. Mic drop. That's it. Done. Good night. Steven Ross. Pay me, but don't pay any players. <laughs>